Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. B-Side's rare find secret shows. Whether it's a musty concert or a must-have coin, curious types crave interesting experiences. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading. Looking to jumpstart your career? Start with the city of Norfolk, Virginia. Whatever your background, Norfolk offers opportunities to make a difference on the job. In a vibrant, waterfront city, you'll love to call home. You'll also earn competitive pay, outstanding benefits, and a $5,000 sign-on bonus. A new career you'll love in a city you'll love. So, when can you start? Get started at norfolk.gov slash coastalvajobs and find a career you'll love today. Restrictions apply. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, T. Bonham. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here today. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good uh, over here in England. So uh, you could catch us late in the, late in the day. Yeah, I know. You say you're you're recovering from COVID, so uh, you're sounding pretty awesome for someone <laughs> getting over. But I'm so happy you're you're recovering. Um, but we're yeah, here no, to talk. It's good. It's good. It's, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm 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 a beneficiary of uh, the vaccination program. Ah, so did it come about because you had that and just getting mild no, symptoms? No, no, it's just. Uh, but I would have. It, I'd be much worse if I. Uh, if I hadn't had it, I think. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, you know, you, and you're going to share how we can uh, survive and thrive in an impossible world. And that is the name of your book, How to Survive and Thrive in an Impossible World. And it seems impossible the past couple of years. It's nutty, some of the things going down. Um, but you've been a traveler, a storyteller, a published author, and you're going to share some of your wisdom today with our savvy audience. Uh, but share a little bit about your background that led you to write your book. Okay, uh, it's interesting because I've lived a kind of double life, if I, if I, if that's uh, not a, uh, too bad a thing to say. I mean, part of my background is as a business psychologist, um, so working on leadership performance mm -hmm. all over the world mm -hmm. for twenty-five plus years, 
Um, and I guess for those who are not aware, a bit, a bit business psychologist is a bit like a, it's to business what a sports psychologist might be to a sports team. Hmm. So I'm not really interested in uh, in people's mental health, but in their performance and 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 and, and their emotional well-being at, at work, you know, mm-hmm. so that kind of thing. But alongside that, I've always been a musician. You can probably just see the background, the odd guitar lying around, uh, and I've also been uh, a bit of a vagabond. I, I, I love I love trekking. I've done some beautiful uh, treks through the United States, uh, oh. um, and this. With lockdown, we had in lockdown in uh, the UK um, for most of last year uh, and then until actually, I just thought I, I, it's time for these two worlds to meet each other. Uh, uh, what have I learned from being a musician and a writer and uh, an explorer? And what have I learned from being uh, a business psychologist working with large corporations? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was just... Um, a nice opportunity to sit down and uh, Reflect. put that put that together. Yeah, yeah, that, that's fascinating for me. That uh, what was your favorite state when you were vagabonding across the U.S.? Did you? Did oh, okay, you, I could be very you, careful here. You're, you are, well, they're all awesome. We're, we I all have our flavors. Tra- trekking through Georgia, North Carolina, the Appalachians. Wow. But the place that stunned me, and I must go back, is New Mexico. Really, I've never been there yet. Wow. It, it, I think. Uh, one of the great misunderstandings of America, and I keep un- realizing how little people in the rest of the world understand the United States, uh, is if you're dealing with a place which has got four different, you know, four distinct civ- civilizations, four distinct uh, cultures have moved across it in its history. And it's it's not the new world there. It's a very old world. It's <laughs> Interesting. I never yeah, heard that perspective. Indians and, you know, mm-hmm. they were there before the Apache, mm-hmm. were there before the Spanish, there before the, you know, the, uh, before the Great Trail ended yeah. in, in Las Vegas and uh, Santa Fe. So, um, wow, it's wow, fascinating. And a wonderful, mystical, multicultural place. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, my friend uh, moved there recently. She's an artist. Uh, she's in Santa Fe. She said, if you're an artist, this is the place to come. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's a beautiful. Uh, it's a, and, and, you know, you can end up, as I did, sitting in a in a bar talking mm-hmm. to this very old guy, and he turns out to be Billy the Kid's third cousin. So that's pretty cool as well. So. Yeah. Well, well, being a traveler and, and a songwriter and an author, uh, and then, you know, having the past year to reflect and being a psychologist as well, what are some of the key points that pulled out that were, you know, that you learned from the past year? I think it's interesting. I think the biggest idea, and it really came from, uh, the, you know, for traveling in the United States uh, uh, through the Appalachian Mountains, where a lot of the settlers originally went, mm-hmm. was this idea that we tend to see change uh, things, you know, between literally one state to another, uh, one one way of being to another way of being. And actually there's a a big borderlands to change, which is when you, you know, when you leave one place and you go to another, there's a period of passing through in which, you know, those settlers would have brought a whole load of thinking uh, from the past, a load of skills and materials, some of which would have been useful, and some of them which they quickly found that were not useful. So one of the big ideas is that when we go through change, one of our challenges is what do I keep or what do I need to throw away? Uh, we yeah. tend to see normally, even all the sort of cheap textbooks and things, is changes to get everything and start 
So mm -hmm. it's not like that. It's a, mm -hmm. it's an air, it's it's a mystery. You know what works mm -hmm. or what doesn't work is is yeah. one of the things you have to find out. And wow. uh, I, I love that idea. I love that. I do too. Yeah, and you know, this past year for me, there's so many good things that came out of it. For one, I was going to uh, the gym in New York. I lived in Brooklyn, New York, and I belonged to this boutique gym. It was a, a aqua gym. I love water. So when the whole COVID thing happened and we're forced to stay home, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to miss my aqua classes. <laughs> I was so upset. But, you know, I found new opportunities and people online to connect with, work out with, and new ways to work out and actually get more connected to my body than I'd been beforehand. Um, yeah. That has actually led to me losing a lot more weight and getting fitter than I've ever been working out from home and finding a community to connect with online. Um, that wouldn't have happened had we not been having to make a change. Uh, I think that's a really uh, insightful thing. And I think, you know, it, in some areas they call it the third eye. So, you know, we, in one sense you can look at, you can look at, you know, one level we look at others and see what others are doing to make a judgment. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we look at ourselves and say, I'm, I'm, I should be, I need to. But sometimes we, the third eye is that we look down at us and the world and say, mm -hmm. what is my place in it? And how is the world dealing with me? And how am I dealing with the world? And it's, mm -hmm. I, I think lockdown at its best or you know that that uh did give people a chance to mm. have an aerial view of their their life and, and what mattered and yeah, it's interesting um over here that yeah. that the way there's a mystery about how people are going to treat work in future mm. what's clear yes. is people are just going to go back to work and mm. as you know as if that was that was an intermission yeah <laughs> in their lives and now it's back to how it was so i think a significant so. number of people are pausing a pause for thought and thought, well, yeah. I don't really want to, I don't really want to keep doing that. That's not yeah. that exciting. Yeah. And I think companies and businesses will have to reflect how are we going to go forward in a new work world? Because one thing I've heard from people is that they love the connection they've built with not only their friends and family, but their children, which over the years, if you're a, two working family, you know, with the husband and wife going to work or, you know, two couples going to work, um, you all were kind of separate from each other. And then now being stuck at home, at first there are times where it's really challenging. You're like, oh my gosh, I want to get away from you guys. Yeah. But on the other hand, there's been the relationship building, which a lot of people are saying, I don't want to give that up. I want to keep that and be able to do my job at the same time. So I, I think, yeah. I think that's really true. And if you think about it, uh, Going to work is a is a relatively recent phenomena. You know, those settlers who came to um, to the Appalachians or you know dragged their living uh, livelihoods across the uh, the Midwest uh, uh, on wagons didn't go didn't go out to work. They lived with their family, and the family were brought and the children, and they had that relationship. So we're talking about a way of being which. It's been quite amazing how it's become yeah. almost like a natural, seems to be a natural law, but actually it's, what, at best 200 years old. And probably for most most parts of the world, it's less than 100 years old. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? I think, Steve, in the past, you know, I've reflected on this in in before, that a lot of what our ancestors did was they were niche business owners. They didn't call themselves business owners. I, I farm and I, you know, sell that farming goods or I'm the tanner and I make, you know, but they all had individual 
niches that they served in the community. And now we call them entrepreneurs or business owners. Yeah. But and you know, because now, like you said, in the past 200 years, we had the industrial revolution, people went to jobs and sat at desks. But that's so all new, it just really hasn't been around that long in human history. But I, I remember, I, I, this may be an apocryphal story. Mm-hmm. I, I remember this lovely story when they first first factories opened in the States. Mm-hmm. You know, on a Monday morning, uh, people turned up to work there and um, so they got through to sort of about halfway through the day and someone said, that's really interesting, right? Well, uh, cheerio, uh, I'll be back later. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and the whole idea of staying there and uh, you know, being in that role in that you know, piece of the machinery was, was, was rather, rather strange yeah. you know, to, to, to people. <laughs> I'll, I'll come in on Thursday, you know, I've got cows to build. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And now people are beginning to realize this past year that there's other options. And business owners, too, I find, and this is something that was a not good thing in the beginning, I find that some of my friends who had jobs or whatever, they would overwork because there was none of the cues to remind them, oh, go to the water cooler, get a coffee, or or now it's five o'clock, go home, that type of thing. So they were kind of working like crazy hours in their pajamas and not really having good boundaries like, okay, now we stop, now we do other things. But it's now also led for people to decide, okay, I got to stop that. How do we add boundaries, even if I'm working in the same place as my home? No, I I think we're dealing with uh, a a very interesting time. We are in the borderlands of what work is and how do we live our lives. At one level, Mm. it's got far less security. Mm. Uh, You know, I think the days when people would, you know, go to leave school and go work for Chrysler, or something, right. and they could probably pretty sure they'd be working for Chrysler for 30, 40 years. It might not be the great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, that's my dog. <laughs> uh, they would, <laughs> um, they would, uh, they would, you know, they'd go to work for Chrysler and then they'd think, um, yeah, that's the end of it. But now there is no job security. Yeah. And there hasn't been way before COVID, actually. No, but it's been, it's is... been gone for a long time. Yeah. But the, but the mythology of it mm-hmm. is very pernicious. The the Mm, mythology of Mm -hmm. the company and the employee, which is a bit of a master-servant relationship, Mm -hmm. that that is very powerful and that has lingered on, and very much so. And I think that Mm -hmm. that's still got a way to go in terms of people saying, well, actually, I I don't really want to be a servant with my life, you know. Because you don't get that time back. You don't don't get it back. Now, Cher, why do you think it's become so intrinsic in the Western world that we hold on to this idea of security and the master-servant thing? Because is it because we used to have a futile system in the past? Or why do you think that's... Well, it was a very good system. I mean, you know, when Henry Ford, you know, uh, uh, had Henry Ford sheep on Henry Ford farms making Henry Ford seat covers to go in Henry Ford cars (laughs) on Henry Ford... uh, uh, Henry Ford boats to sail across from Henry Ford's, you know, all that was a big edif- uh, way of working. And you really didn't want people walking around saying, I'd like to do it somewhere like this. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just didn't make any sense. So that 20th century was a very successful model for the time. Mm-hmm. And those technologies suited people working like that. Yeah. I mean, what it was like for the people who did it is, is another question, of, uh, uh, clearly. But from a, an industrial sense, that, 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 that was how you know, mass production worked. We're in a sort of post-mass production yeah. world now where that 
part of the economy is going to be increasingly driven by artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. And then what our role is as human beings in that Mm -hmm. is something that's being shaped around us. And back to Borderline's idea, what is it that we've done all so far that we need to keep as 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 individuals, as teams, as businesses, as, as whole economies, yes. and which of it do we need to let go of rather quickly? And and again, you know, if you think about uh, uh, the climate crisis, you know, mm-hmm. what is it that we've got to change? Because this, you know, supply global supply chains mm-hmm. don't do much good for the environment. So mm-hmm. how's that going to change the world? Yeah, and the way we work. Yeah. Well, what's what's great about this time, and you were right, this time of the past year has been a great time for people to reflect. And and I think the greatest wisdom on today's chat is really what can we get rid of that's not working anymore, but what can we keep as far as our skills, talents, and gifts that we can add to the world and to the marketplace and to our lives to make it better and to get rid of the stuff that doesn't work and add new things that do work. So I, I think that's the, the one of the things, you know, I've say there's these five rules and I hate the word rules but I could never find a better word for it five five pieces of advice sounded a bit wishy-washy but five one of which is actually I really understand your strengths and realize that they are the best thing to keep you mm. thriving yeah. uh, and we have lots of strengths we've yet to discover uh, and you know the the opportunity in the impossibility of the world is to say I need to reinvent myself I need to rediscover almost regenerate what I'm capable of doing as a continual process through this borderlands period that's true because as you push past uncomfortability you begin to realize skills and talents you didn't even know you had but I don't want us to leave without people finding out how they can get their very own copy of how to survive and thrive in an impossible world how do they do that they they go on to the good the good business Amazon, which is probably the easiest way uh, to uh, get hold of it um, and, and order a copy. That is the simplest way of all. Um, awesome. uh, or they can go to our website uh, <clears throat> com and order themselves a copy. But Amazon's probably in the states the best way of doing it. Probably. Well, I, I thank you so much, Steve Bonham. It's been an absolute it, pleasure, Christina. It has. I, I wish you all the best and your true absolute recovery to absolute wellness. And I thank you so much for coming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you, you so much care. for coming to Savvy Broadcasting today. This has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more Savvy episodes and Savvy Biz Tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. Besides rare finds, secret shows, whether it's a musty concert or a must-have coin, curious types crave interesting experiences. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading. Hurry into Mattress Firm. For a limited time, save up to $500 when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. 
Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $4.99 value. Or get up to 60% off America's top-rated brands, like Sealy Queen mattresses starting at $279.99 or Sleepies at $169.99. In stock for fast delivery, only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.